may be seated. Wow, that was quite the welcome. Thank you. I feel all the love, you guys. I feel all the love. Okay, to start off, I have a quick question for you guys. Um, I just want to gauge the room, get an idea of my audience here. So how many of you guys would identify yourselves as church kids? Yeah, you've, you've been raised in church. That's who you are. Awesome. Me too. You're my people. <laughs> okay, so here, here's my childhood really briefly summarized for you. My mom and dad were 15 and 19 when they became pregnant with me. And their pregnancy with me is what led them into a relationship with Jesus. And I think because they were so young when they came to Jesus and they had very unchurched lives before that, they were like, we are raising our kids in church. They are going to know Jesus, and we're going to have them there like every moment that the church doors are open. And um, that was my life. That was our extracurricular was church and more church and more church. Um, Sunday school, children's church, every Wednesday night program, Sunday night revival services, anything extra going on in the church, like we were there. So I felt really confident in my childhood that I like, I knew the Bible, like knew the Bible. Um, but the problem was that um, my Bible didn't know me, you know? Like I had heard the word and I felt confidence in the word. I knew the stories of the word. I knew the gospel. I knew it back and forth. And so I just never really felt the need to like read the word for myself. And the reason why I'm making this point is because in James, it talks about how um, hearing the word but not obeying the word is like a person looking into a mirror and walking away and completely forgetting what they look like. Can you imagine? Like, it's like looking in a mirror and then walking away and not even knowing who you are, not knowing your identity, not knowing your name, not knowing your hobbies or your interests, like not knowing who you are. That's what it's like to hear the word of God and to know the will of God for your life, who he wants you to be, but then to not actually obey it and listen to it. So that was my childhood. Um, and then <laughs> I had a reality check kind of year, okay? Um, I came into high school freshman year, right? And... Um, you know, I went from having just my peers be like the same kids my age, kindergarten through eighth grade. They were my friends. They were the people I knew. And all of a sudden, I'm in high school, and I'm in class with all these upperclassmen. And all of the extracurricular activities that I'm doing um, were primarily like juniors and seniors. And all of a sudden, like my naive little Christian rainbows and sunshine like girl was like confronted with these older peers who like in order to feel like I could fit in with them, I needed to look like them, act like them, and do the activities that they did. And suddenly where I thought I was so strong in my faith, I literally crumbled to every temptation that came my way. I fell into a really dark place, just all kinds of sin, all kinds of sin. I experimented with it all. And I fell into deep depression that year and started struggling with anxiety for the first time in my life. I started like where I'd try to go to sleep at night and I'd have visions that Jesus was coming back. I'd see the street light out through my bedroom window. And the light, I would think it was him returning and I would go into a complete panic attack because I knew the way I was living was not how he designed me to live. 
but I also felt so much shame and so much guilt. Like I couldn't even go to like my youth pastor at church. I couldn't even go to my peers at church who were like my solid Christian friends. I couldn't even tell them the struggles I was dealing with because like I felt like I, like I had to keep up this image of being like this good Christian girl that they've, they've always known me to be, you know? So I was just drowning and I didn't know my way out. Um, so then by the grace of God, summer rolls around and thank God, like I couldn't keep up with my older friends because they all had licenses and they could drive and they can go anywhere they wanted and, and they didn't want to take time out to come pick me up and take me places with them. And so like my summer was super low key. I wasn't around those friends anymore. And it was like the Lord in his kindness like started showing me like you don't want to live like this. This isn't what you envision. This isn't the life you want for yourself. And that summer, now I've been going to this camp, this Christian camp, every summer my entire childhood. And it came time for that camp to roll around. And I went to camp that summer, which is really similar to Reverb. It's actually at the same location. I grew up going to camp at, in Carlinville every summer my entire childhood, all the way up until I graduated high school. And so at this camp, um, we had just like really powerful encounters with the Holy Spirit while we were there. And it, um, I don't even know how to describe it, but the Lord just revealed to me that like, look, you know about Jesus, you know about him, but you don't really know him. Like, you know everybody else's experiences him, but you have never truly met him for yourself. And there's only one way, there's only one way to have a personal experience where you truly get to meet Jesus, and that's through the word. And so, um, real quick, I want to uh, read to you in Matthew. Uh, it's Matthew seven twenty four through 27. And it says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against the house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash." And he just like showed me that um, knowing about Jesus isn't the same as building your life on Jesus. Having good Christian values, it's not the same. It's not the same as knowing the man, Jesus. Um, and really what I felt like he spoke to me was, uh, you know, I was in this, this deep place of depression and anxiety and I'd lost my identity and I just felt like he spoke to me, you can't build a house in the middle of a hurricane. Like, you're going to find, your, like, every single one of you, every single one of you, you're going to go through some storms in your life. You're going to go through some hard things. And, like, the storm tests what you've already built. But a lot of people get caught up in the storm, and that's when they're, like, trying to scramble and trying to build their life. And don't get me wrong, like, Jesus absolutely has arms open wide to you in the middle of those storms, in the middle of those times where you find yourself in temptation and you find yourself in a place where you're like living a life you don't want to live, he has arms open wide for you to come running to him. But the problem is that if you've let those things into your life, your heart might not be in a place where you actually want to respond. So it's just really important. Build your, build your house on him. Um, okay, so um, once I started reading the word, it just became alive to me. It completely transformed formed my life. Um, that summer, like, I realized, like, I had a lot of regrets, and I wished I wouldn't have done the things that I had done, but then at the same time, I was super grateful 
for the way that the Lord was like transforming me and humbling me because truly I needed to be humbled because I was so prideful and thinking that I knew him. But then like the first opportunity to sin comes around and I just went wild, you know? Um, and here's the thing, this, this season of learning how to read the word and connect with the Lord was so important. And I didn't realize this at the time, but like um, bigger storms were coming like much bigger storms were coming. So like I went through a lot of struggles in my marriage. Oh my goodness, you guys, marriage. I know you're all fantasizing and dreaming about marriage and marriage is like the most wonderful, beautiful gift, but it also is like the biggest test of your life you will ever go through. And then um, I became a mom and holy cow, you guys. Now, (laughs) don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining about my kids. My kids are amazing. But can you even begin to imagine how hard it is as a parent to watch this little baby that you were a part of making start going through those storms, start facing like impossible situations that literally only God can answer, that only God, that only God can be the answer for them. And like you are powerless to actually fix the things that they're going through. Oh my goodness, you guys. And like when you feel like the only strength that you have is to like to pray to the Lord and to, to lean into the word, like that's so important. But um, yeah, that's really hard. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you like there are, there's amazing things ahead for your lives, but you're also in for some storms. Like if you could for a minute, would you imagine me as a meteorologist, okay? The weather ahead, 100% chance of hurricane storms are heading your way. And I don't mean to prophesy doom and gloom into your life, but like sometimes the storms are refining. Sometimes the storms tear down the things in your life that you were building that they, they weren't actually what you should be building on, you know? Um, there's this verse in Matthew 24, 35, and it says, heaven and earth will disappear, but my words will never disappear, okay? Someday the sun and the moon and the stars are gonna stop shining. This building that we're sitting in right now will cease to exist. Every single person in this room is going to die. And every single person that they're in relationship with is going to die. Now our spirits, yes, they're eternal. Obviously, we know that, right guys? Like I'm not like, but. The word of the Lord is the only eternal thing that exists. It is the only thing that you can build your life on that the enemy cannot take away from you. It's the only thing. It's the only thing he can't rob from you. So why would you waste your time building your life on anything else? Don't waste your life building. I mean, careers are important, right? Finances are important. You're gonna have to be an adult someday and do the adult things. But you don't have to build your life on your career. You don't have to build your life on your finances. Do not build your life on a relationship. Do not build your life on someone who you, you think is going to be like the answer to all your problems, okay? No relationship is the answer. Everything on heaven and earth will fade except for the word of the Lord. So if you're going to build your life on anything, build your life on the word of the Lord. And here's the amazing thing. When you build your life on the word of the Lord, when you build your life on the word of the Lord, the word becomes your shelter, And you can go through anything, and I mean anything. And you don't have to experience anxiety. You don't have to experience fear. You don't have to experience depression. You don't have to experience all the things that come come along from opening up doors of sin in your life to try to cope with the hard things in life you're going to go through. 
the word of the Lord is the answer. And that is all.